Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. Uh, today talking about Sadaka, T-Z-E-D-A-K-A-H, what is it? But I hope you'll visit our website, sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out by email. Uh, there you can, in my email and in my e-newsletter, that's where I share prophetic things, that's where we share where we're going to be, when our next meeting is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, so in fact, as I'm doing this, our next meeting is in Denton, Texas, the end of June of 2021, if you're seeing this uh, in time. Otherwise, this is an undated video. It's good for for time on because I know it's right teaching uh, and may the Lord bless it. But it's talking about tzedakah. What is tzedakah? Uh, it is the Hebrew word for righteousness. And by righteousness, it is also the Hebrew word for charity. In fact, depending on its use, it is either referring to righteousness or charity because you cannot separate out the two. If you have been taught, maybe you've been taught, maybe you're a child of the of the 80s, you know, in Christ. Uh, I know I was born again in about 1974, when I was 16, and uh, I learned, one of the first things I learned is we we're righteous in Christ. And I, and all I was taught was that that I have right standing with God. That was especially came out in the Word of Faith movement, I think in the 1980s, and then spread throughout the body of Christ to, to where everybody had this understanding that we are, have been made right in Christ that righteousness stands for the vertical. And all we've been taught is the vertical. Praise God, I'm, I'm right before Jesus. Yay, rah. You know, I, I'm reconciled to God. I'm excited for that. But we haven't been taught the true word, the biblical word, as it's used in the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, the, the concept of tzedakah, which is the word charity. In other words, tzedakah or righteousness is really not just the vertical, but it's also the horizontal. That's why we see Jesus saying in Mark chapter 12, for instance, when he's asked by the scribe, uh, you know, about the most important commandments. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and mind. This is the first commandment. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. And and Jesus said, these two, there's nothing more important. That is the right, that is tzedakah, that is righteousness. Love your neighbor as yourself, and love the Lord with all your heart. You put the two together. You can't separate them out. I wrote this sometime back in, in the study, and it was in, I mentioned in one of our Zoom meetings, and it is this, it is that righteousness is for this purpose. Let those who know God and are ruled by him prove that they know God by demonstrating his rule of law in, in their lives. And this is proven out through giving or loving your neighbor as yourself. Uh, giving meaning charity. And, and again, righteousness means tzedakah is the word charity. It's also the word righteousness. Uh, basically, you know, what Paul said is as much as lies within you, let it be at peace with all men. Uh, as much as you can, that because you want to be in fellowship one with another, you want to be righteous on a on a horizontal level as as we are righteous on a vertical level. So that you know, last week I shared about about the law of Malachi, the tithing, I, and I asked questions: tithing for today? Why isn't tithing even mentioned anywhere in the New Testament? Uh, and the reason is, it's, and I mentioned that it's been swallowed up in Christ, and I mentioned the word sadaka, and that's why I'm covering it today um, because I just referred to it last time. But I, I, last week I shared about Malachi. I, I shared about the law of the tithe of the Old Testament, how there were four separate tithes over six years, and they didn't tithe on the seventh. And, and two of the four went back to the people who gave the tithes, and they ate, they consumed the tithe. They held a party for those in need and gave to those in need. 
And I commented about how, how Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul said the things of the Old Testament happened as examples for us. Anybody who knows the Old Testament knows that. You, you probably have studied the, the, the tabernacle, the colors of the tabernacle of Moses. You know, the gold standing for God, the blue for, for, uh, the sky or, or heaven and silver always stands for righteousness and the trumps, trumpets that they blew, uh, to, to awaken Israel and to get them ready to go were silver trumpets, which stand for righteousness. You know, you probably studied all the symbolism and all the examples there in the tabernacle. The same thing is true when you look at, at, at everything in their lives. Even, even Peter learned that the, the, the clean and unclean animals wasn't just about diet because in Acts chapter 10, he had a vision of clean and unclean animals and the Lord said, eat. And, and Peter said, no, I've never eaten an unclean animal. And he's, he said, I'm talking about people, Peter. He said, don't call uh, unclean what I have cleansed. You know, so we see even there in, 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 the, in the law of the food, how it was an example and a type uh, that Israel was special above the other nations, but that God has cleansed all in the New Testament. And so we look at that and, and we see in Malachi 3, a similar thing. The water represents the Holy Spirit poured into our hearts, the earth stands for the human heart as defined by Jesus in Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower, where the sower sows the word into the ground. And the crops are the are our lives, our jobs, our family, our everything we own. And so the water is what God promises to pour out, which is an abundance of the Holy Spirit, John seven thirty seven. The Holy Spirit will flow out in rivers of living water. And so we, I looked at that in Malachi 3 with that in mind and of how it affects in the New Testament. And, and, and brought out the fact that, that because we have the Holy Spirit, because we are, we live to give, to bless our, our neighbor as ourselves, that, that is an exercise of tzedakah. And I mentioned how, because what now we are Christ in us, the hope of glory. Paul said in Acts 17, 24, God doesn't live in a building made with hands. He lives in us. He moved out of the temple and into us. Therefore, we are temples of God. We can give to one another. So tithing is all wrapped up in the whole concept of righteousness, that if you will live to give, if you will just be available by the Father uh, to, 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 to have a, a certain discipline in your life, like Paul said in 2 Corinthians or 1 Corinthians 16, 2, let everyone set aside something weekly according to how God has blessed them that week. If you'll have that discipline and you'll consult with Christ in you, you'll find you're going to give much more than 10% and you won't even miss it because you're going to be so blessed. You have such an abundant supply. But what I'm talking about today, tzedakah, uh, establishes priorities because just grace without without boundaries, grace without uh, some sort of a structure to flow through, uh, you know, is is just sloppy agape. You know, John three sixteen, God so loved the world. That's grace that He gave His only begotten Son. That's that's grace that all who should believe on Him will have eternal life. That's the structure through which grace flows. You, grace always has boundaries. Grace always has accountability. Grace always has has a purpose. And so in the giving to one another, they also establish purpose. And I wrote this, this is one, in one of our Zoom meetings. I brought this out as a handout. And it, and it was this, your own livelihood takes precedent over anything else. Um, Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, let me refer real quick to it because I, I really enjoy uh, what he said. The situation in Mark chapter 7 had to do with the, the law of the Pharisees that said that if you had a tithe or an offering, which was, it's called Corban. It's translated as Corban in the, in the King James Version elsewhere. It's in Mark chapter 7, verses 7 through 13. And he said, if you have a, a gift or a Corban, and in other words, a tither or offering, you can, this is what the Pharisees said, you can ignore your own household. You can ignore your own father and mother because, because the temple has to have their tithe. The temple has to have their offering. And Jesus said, no, that's all wrong. 
you make the word of God, what he told them is you're making the word of God of no effect because of your traditions. And and how many pastors have sat there and said, you know, you, you've got to give your tithe, you've got to give your offering into the church and, and, then, and then trust God to take care of you. That's backwards. Jesus spoke directly. You can look at chapter and verse in Mark chapter seven, and you can see he spoke directly against that practice. He said, God's word says, honor your father and mother. And he said, don't make the word, you make the word of God of no effect because of your tradition. Folks, you don't want the word of God to be of no effect because you're living in some tradition. So if any pastor tells you that, that you've got to tithe above everything else and ignore your own family, especially when I taught last week, you know, the law of the tithe, how, how of the four tithes on one year, the seventh year, they didn't give it all. Two of the tithes that they did give, they consumed it themselves upon their own needs. And, and, and the, and the rest they gave to, those in need. Yes, the Levites, sometimes the priests, but also to those in the community. And, and folks, if you just, oh, if you just understand righteousness is both the vertical and the horizontal, tzedakah, it is charity. You, 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 you realize I'm, I'm walking out. I'm proving to my world around me that I have Christ in me, that I'm righteous vertically by the fact that I live to give, that I love my neighbor as myself. That, as Paul said in Galatians 6.10, as you have opportunity to do good to all men, but especially to the household of God. So there were, there were priorities. It's what I was getting back to, is that there were priorities. Do good to all men, but especially to the household of God. So the household of God is especially true. That takes the precedent. So number one, in Jesus' culture of the day, in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, the culture was you take care of your own needs first. Make sure you've got enough food, enough, a roof over your head, et cetera, et cetera. Secondly, after that, was mom and dad were the priorities. And that was set forth in scripture that I just mentioned in Mark chapter 7 through 12 there, where Jesus is, in, is, is rebuking the Pharisees for their tradition that says they've got to have the tithe of the offering by all means, and you just have to trust God for your household. Now, God said that's backward. Honor mom and dad. Everything else flows from that. So you give to your own household first. You make sure you're taken care of. Then to mom and dad. The next one is that women took precedent over men uh, was the third one. The fourth one is this, the poor in your family took precedent over was the next in line for any giving that you have. And then it was the poor in your community. So it followed that order in, in the Hebrew culture of the day. It followed that order. You took care of yourself first and you took care of mom and dad. And of course, with yourself, that means your own family, your own kids, et cetera, your, your mom and dad. And, and then and women always took priority over men. And then from there, it was poor relations relations who needed help. And so, and, and then from outside of that, then it went to the, the poor in your community, in your neighborhood, etc. So you can see this in the New Testament where they gave to one another. In Acts chapter four, they gave gifts and laid it down to the apostles' feet for distribution, but they also had the freedom to give to one another. Why? Because they recognized God had moved out of the building and into human beings. And so they had the freedom to give. Amazing amazing freedom. Haven't you ever sat there in the church and thought about somebody you knew in the in the, in the in the service who was really in need and how you wish you didn't have to put the money in the bucket, but you could give directly to them? You can, folks. That's a New Testament. That's because, why did you think that? Because Christ is in you. He was giving you those thoughts, which are righteous thoughts. And what you, if you've sat in a system that says you've got to give to the, the church no matter what, your tithes, your offerings, it's like you're, you're, you're believing the traditions of men instead of the, the word of God. And so that's why in house church, the, where they celebrate for the first 300 years and what we're all about, uh, where we rotate homes, we rotate who leads, and, and we have the freedom, each house church has the freedom to give to those in need. If there's somebody who has um, something over and above what they can handle, then everybody in the house church comes together to say, hey, let us help you with this extra bill, you know, this extra expense that you've had this 
this month. Let us help with that. And scripturally, if if something is larger than that local house church can can handle, then they appeal to the network. We see this, but a great example, Acts chapter 11, the church at Antioch uh, received an offering to send and sent it in the hands of Paul and Barnabas down to Judea because of a famine that was prophesied that took place uh, a few months later. Um, so anyway, um, you know, being taught that righteousness is only vertical is like having peanut butter with no jelly. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like having salt with no pepper. And, and you, and it's, so it's a new concept for many to think that Sadaka is, um, is is more righteousness is more than just the vertical, but that explains why the two go together. Love your love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and your neighbor as yourself. They are one. Tzedakah means righteousness. Tzedakah means charity. It, 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 it we prove out our the fact that we have the Lord in us through our relationships. I always say it this way. I've said it for years, certainly since uh, CWOW has been in existence, and that is this. Anybody can say they're born again. Anybody can say they know God. Anybody can say they're a Christian, but that is unproven because it's a quality of the heart. God, therefore, has designed it so that our vertical righteousness, that is that we say we're a Christian, that we believe in the Lord, and that he's caused us to be born again and his spirit lives in us, God has designed it so that that righteousness is proven out within a framework of relationships. So a person can say they're born again, but look at their relationships. Look at, the, as Jesus taught, the fruit of their lives. Righteousness is proven out through the charity, through that very word charity, that we are walking in love with one another. We have fellowship one with another. Oh my, there's so much to it, but I hope that's been a blessing to you. Uh, trying to think here, any other notes? Um No, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to go to go with that uh, because that's enough to chew on. Tzedakah, T Z E D A K A H. It's the word righteousness. It's the word charity. You cannot separate the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, and soul and mind from love your neighbor as yourself. They go together. They are one. And a a person who is not right in their relationships is lacking something in their vertical. So strive to be, as Paul said, at peace with all men as, as much as it lies within you. But also realize that the, the reason we walk in love, the reason we express our righteousness, vertical righteousness to others, is because amazingly, Christ is in me. That's something special. That's something to be cherished, something to hold us in awe. And because of that amazing relationship, we then naturally flow out to others in acts of giving, in acts of charity, in acts of including them in our lives, in a framework, uh, so that mutually, the body of Christ, I'm a temple of God, you're a temple of God, that we prove out righteousness in our walk with God through the quality of our relationships. My, oh my, hope that's been a blessing to you. Food for thought, cwowi.org. Visit us there, sign up for my weekly thoughts and my e-newsletter. 